Thanks for tuning in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. My name is Sham doing the tech today and also trying to host because uh, our our student host is unfortunately sick but thank you very much anyways for tuning in and the track you heard there was the was a track awkward by the Japanese artist Miyuki Omura from the EP That's Me released on Dutch techno label Prospect Recordings we will say a little bit about the artists that have been very kind to lend their tracks for our episode today but without further ado we, I would like to introduce the guests in the studio today we have the feminists of Maastricht and if you've been listening to Student Radio Maastricht feminists of Maastricht have been on our uh, platform before so do check out our previous episodes on SoundCloud and yeah and today we have uh, two members of feminists of Maastricht do you want to say hello uh, Poppy Hi yes and Hi thank you so much for having me Thank you so much for coming by um Blue Hello thank you for having us Fantastic and do you also want to quickly tell our audience uh, what do you study here how do you relate to feminists of Maastricht Yeah so feminists of Maastricht is a student based collective uh, that has been existing for quite a few years here in Maastricht I think now we're also not just reaching out to students anymore in the past couple of years hopefully uh but still most of us are students and yeah we're an intersectional feminist collective and we do educational events we do survivor support we do political organizing and kind of yeah whatever that entails in the moment what is needed we do protests we maybe you know we organize the 8th of march in maastricht and yeah wh- why did you join or since when are you members of feminists of maastricht Mm, that was pretty much the first thing I did when I moved to Maastricht. I uh, checked on Instagram Maastricht and feminism and feminist of Maastricht came up and I realized okay there's definitely space for feminist and like intersectional organizing in the city and I've been a part ever since and it's been great. Fantastic. And you study uh, psychology. Yes. 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 You study at Fasos. At Fasos. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for coming by and as mentioned we have uh, two artists who have been very kind to share their tracks with us the first one as you heard was Miyuki Omura from Japan and typically on student radio we have it, it is a platform for students and local artists so we have feminists of maastricht today and uh, Miyuki Omura is not a local artist she is based in Japan uh, quite big and coming up now in the industrial hardcore genre who blends techno and industrial hardcore and a sort of terror style uh, she's quite versatile and uh, has many parties in Japan and across Europe in 2022 she released her debut EP Perfect Education on the third movement receiving a lot of support and um also been at events like Club RAW in November 2023 she released her first vinyl That's Me on Prospect Records in the Netherlands that was the first track you heard Awkward from Prospect Records and the next one is called Death Machine by Agent Zero. So here we go. Enjoy.
Thank you so much for staying tuned in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. The track you just heard there is the track Death Machine by Agent Zero. It's a remix. Thank you so much, Agent Zero, by the way, for coordinating all these tracks uh, last minute and sharing us this, this fantastic music for our episode today. This was Agent Zero's first major release on the UK hardcore label Oblivion Underground in November 2023 so absolutely fresh from the ovens of Agent Zero who is a Dutch DJ and producer he blends uh, dark industrial hardcore and harsh shrans music into into chaotic atmospheric mix and and distorted kick drums recent highlights include death machine uh, dread remix on Oblivion as i just mentioned and also there's more EPs and uh, LPs released with exciting live performances uh, so yeah we will see a little bit more about why we are let's say playing this music towards the end of the episode so stay tuned in but for now we are going right into the topic uh, we have feminists of maastricht in the studio with us thank you so much uh, poppy and blue for coming by and yeah today's topic is feminism and anti-zionism do you do you want to very quickly introduce how did this come about or within the context of feminism yes Um so I would like to start off by giving a little bit of background because I think it's important to mention that so feminist of Maastricht is not like a kind of like fixed organization in which we like adjust to certain rules but we are a lot of individuals with feminist values and we bring in a lot of like our, of our own like ideas and ideals into it and um the topic of anti-zionism especially is very deep and dear to my heart because i have um a jewish background and like zionism anti-zionism anti-semitism all of this has been topics that have been like playing a huge role like in general in my biography and also like in in political uh politicizing i guess um so yes for like my background i am an ashkenazi jewish person and i am a child of um, people who immigrated from soviet union to germany and that was through like a contingent of yet refugees that were allowed to come in and live and most importantly work in germany because at that time germany was in a huge need to increase its uh, working force and that's also very interesting to highlight because there's a narrative in germany that kind of postulates this guilt and reparation and germany being like so kind towards jewish people and acting to make up for a crime but actually this was mainly to boost economic uh, profit like as a fun fact. And um yeah, in general so I'm <laughs> usually kind of like confused when uh, Germany claims to be the savior state uh, which unconditionally supports Jews and continues this argumentation chain saying therefore um they unconditionally also support Israel and protect Jews against all forms of anti-semitism and anti-semitism in general is obviously com- completely like imported from Arab countries and they don't at all acknowledge the fact that anti-semitism is indeed a very german thing so um i will definitely like later go more into depth um about the necessity to repeat this argument over against like the public discourse which assumes that uh, criticism of israeli occupation violent genocidal bombardments of trapped uh, populations previous internal inter- uh, inequalities within israel land for confisc- confiscations Uh, are being anti-Semitic or anti-Jewish and not in service of Jewish people, or um, not at all in line with what we might generally call Jewish values. 
Yeah, maybe you just mentioned uh, Jewish values and maybe you can tell us what that means to you. What are Jewish values? What is Judaism? What is Jewishness to you? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's start and talk a bit about um, Jewishness in general and how that relates to anti-Zionism. So um, first of all, I would like to clarify what uh, Jewish actually means because so I did not grow up going to the synagogue regularly. Like I would... Uh, occasionally when relatives or like friends of friends had like a a bar mitzvah but like we would go to the Russian Orthodox Church so um, it's very important to clarify right at the beginning that Jewish does not mean following religious Judaism so um, Hannah Arendt writes a little bit about it actually quite a lot about it (laughs) Um, so she like wrote about Jewishness and needing to understand Jewishness actually as like a cultural, historical and like political label, which is um, characterized by historical situation of those who may or even may not be religious and don't necessarily identify with Judaism in general. Like as you see in, for example, my example, I grew up Russian Orthodox and now I am completely uh, not believing in God at all. (laughs) So you need to see Jewishness uh, in general as a term that tries to unite different social identities uh, without like really resolving them. And um, it's not like something you can in general neatly define. And unfortunately, um, if you look into Hannah Arendt's writings, you will very quickly notice that she's a very, well, she writes a lot of like very racist stuff as well. So it's very important to add like an intersectional component here and kind of debunk that because... um, Yeah, for example, she talks about a strictly like European connection to Jewishness, which fails to capture what Jewishness actually is, because the whole tag she she puts onto Jewishness actually leaves out, for example, Mitzrachim. Um, they have Arab roots, and Zephardim also, like as Ashkenazi, like another Jewish realm, which um, were historically kicked out of Spain and then had to flee from there and went into diaspora and mixed up with different other cultures, Greek, Turkish, North African. So Jewishness is not at all European. It is also European, but that's just like one little aspect of it. I mean, if we take like Jewishness in Aaron's view, then it's a term that tries to hold together like a multiplicity of social modes of identification without being actually able to reconcile them. And therefore, I think the only like conclusion that we need to kind of come out is uh, come out with is that there isn't and also can't be like one definition and unlike Judaism Jewishness needs to be thought like very much outside of religious boundaries thank you yeah maybe this was I think great context and I think maybe we can talk a bit about the need of contextualizing things and how easily um, media but in general I think public discourse whenever things are taken out of context can really get them mixed up and can serve the purpose of certain political ideologies, certain economic interests, um, rather than, you know, being factual. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. And indeed, we'll take a short break with Agent Zero. This one is called Duty Cycle that he released himself. Enjoy.
Thanks for staying tuned in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. We just heard the track Duty Cycle by Agent Zero that was released by himself. Do check out uh, other tracks from Agent Zero and from Miyuki Omura. Um, we will say a little bit about the artists and why we are playing these towards the end of the episode. But uh, today in the studio, we have two members of Feminists of Maastricht and talking about feminism and anti-Zionism. So, Please, Poppy and Blue, please carry on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we were talking then about the need of like contextualizing uh, everything in general. And you've been so kind to give us your background and why this is a topic important to your heart. Um, and yeah, in light of also October 7th events and the past month, can you maybe tell us a bit about why it's so important to contextualize these kind of things? Mm. Yes, for sure. So I think like in general, it's so important to think about how the narrative we are told by media changes so much depending on when you start the clock. So I think like in general, it's super important to acknowledge the fact that there is a typical like Western strategy basically of argumentation going on, which takes things and takes them out of their context and focuses following this like Western um, ontology too much on the object itself rather than seeing it in like the spatio-temporal environment. And I think it's so important to like con- like repeat that things don't really exist in like a vacuum and they always consist uh, exist in like a context. So I would like to talk, like have us talk about this in a like bit more of um, a holistic approach. So let's start. <laughs> Because so the root of the violence we are seeing at the moment And we're seeing it right now because Western media like finally chose to give attention to it is Israeli state oppression of Palestinian people, like period. And we need to give like some historical context to that. But mainly it's important to start off with stating that Israel has been ethnically cleansing Palestinians for over 75 years. So ultimately, Israel was founded through what Palestinians talk or uh, refer to as the Nagba, and that means catastrophe. And this then new founded Israeli military, but also violent paramilitary groups, then forcibly and horribly displaced more than 800,000 Palestinians. Like, we need to let that sink in also to have like context, like where is all of that coming from, like the events on the 7th of October, right? So this is what happened. And then... Nothing but ethnic cleansing has been going on. And after what, like, it's for 75 years, we've been in this situation. And this has been continuing. Yeah. And as you were saying, like, I think it is essential to remember that this has been happening every day for the past 75 years. And we're talking about upper thigh and we're talking about occupation and we're talking about ethnic cleansing and forced displacement and. A deeply inhumane blockade on Gaza, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and also like international activists, major international human rights organizations, uh, Palestinians themselves, but also the uh, Palestinian diaspora. They all have identified Israeli rule o- over Palestinians as apartheid. So yeah, again, we need contextualization because this was the status quo out of which all of the events on the seventh uh, of October arose, and. They cannot be seen as like an aggression because they were like an answer to 75 years of oppression. Yeah, definitely. 
and what are but the i mean what are the biggest like red herrings how do we get it so wrong all the time how do we deflect the the focus from palestinian forced displacement and the historical context to something completely different how do we weaponize the word like anti-semitism when we're really talking about something else so with this ongoing genocide that's been going on suddenly or not just suddenly but like critique of the israeli state violence has come to be dismissed simply by saying that it's anti-semitic so we have this backdrop of an ongoing genocide and suddenly right-wing groups in the West are leveraging concerns about rising anti-Semitism and by that they suppress even the most like fundamental calls to cease this violence. And that's totally hypocritical and also super cruel because we see this deliberate mix of the terms of anti-Zionism uh, and anti-Semitism and that's ultimately just a strategy that puts individuals that advocate for Palestinian rights at risk for such severe consequences And these consequences then like range from professional repercussions to harassment to doxing and all of that we see sadly at the moment happening in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for that, honestly. Uh, I think also, yeah, what is happening in Germany is truly terrifying, but I really wouldn't underestimate how much repression when it comes to this is like expanding throughout Europe in general. Um, yeah, in the Netherlands as well. Um Yeah, so I think um, after the next track, we will focus a little bit more on like what is actually anti-Semitism, what is anti-Zionism and why ultimately it's so violent to mix these two up. And we'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. This this track is called I Killed For You by Miyuki Omura.
Thank you so much for staying tuned in. That was the track I Killed You by Miyuki Omura released on Prototype Records on their EP or album, I don't, I'm not sure, Industrial Troopers 3. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. My name is Sham doing the tech today. And in the studio, we are really glad to host uh, Feminists of Maastricht. We have Blue and Poppy. Do you want to say hello? Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming by. And... Yeah, you were talking about femini- feminism and anti-Zionism, and yeah, we're coming into the into the juicy details now. Uh, so please carry on. It's, it's been a fantastic uh, discussion that I'm I'm listening to. Yeah, for me as well. I think I learn so much every time we talk about this, you and I together. But maybe then let's really, yeah, as you said, really get into it. Um, Poppy, what are the differences? Well, what what is the difference between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism? Yeah, okay. So I really want to go a little bit more into depth to debunk this also once and for all because I feel like it takes up so much space and actually we should be more talking about like anti-Zionist Palestinian liberation and ultimately the liberation of all oppressed people through a unified struggle against oppression in the world in general. But to have this like also on record basically, um, I will focus on three questions. That is, what is anti-Semitism? What is anti-Zionism? And why is it so violent to mix these two up? So certain Zionist and anti-Palestinian entities have introduced a very polemical definition of anti-Semitism. And this definition, what it does, it blurs the lines between necessary criticism of Israel and actually dangerous anti-Semitic sentiment. And why do I say dangerous? Because it makes it very much harder for us to identify and fight real cases of anti-Semitism. Because when people throw around accusations of anti-Semitism against those who criticize the Israeli government, it takes the focus away from actual instances of violence and hatred in the ongoing Israeli genocide of Palestinians. And also simultaneously, it doesn't acknowledge anti-Semitism and the violence it has actually historically brought to Jewish people. And as I said earlier, at the moment, Germany claims anti-Semitism is imported from Arab countries and does not at all acknowledge that anti-Semitism is a very German thing. So what is anti-Semitism? Anti-Semitism is actually discriminating and targeting and violating the rights of and perpetuating dehumanizing stereotypes against Jewish people. And it's a very grave and serious and absolutely incompatible with any movement of collective liberation. And it needs to be stood up against in any form it appears. And actually, in Germany, we have historical precedents of anti-Semitism under the Nazi regime, for example. But we also have much more recent cases. For example, in 2018, uh, in the U.S., when 11 congregants at the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh were murdered by white nationalists, actually. Or in 2019 in Germany, when a German right-wing terrorist attempted to possibly enter a synagogue in Halle. And he was heavily armed. And when he failed to breach the door, he proceeded to kill two people and injure two others during this escape. So a lot of contemporary anti-Semitism as well. And I think it's actually one of our responsibilities as Jews and as allies as well to actively challenge false and dangerous accusations of anti-Semitism, which are at the moment directed at our Palestinian, Arab and Muslim comrades. And we really need to work towards building an intersectional movement here. Because anti-Semitism for Germany is not at all imported. It's a contemporary, anti-historical and very German problem. But also not just German. (laughs) So let's move on to anti-Zionism then. Anti-Zionism is opposing the political ideology and propaganda of Zionism. 
and Zionism resulted in ethnic cleansing of Palestinians by the Israeli state. And it means that we stand up against the creation of the nation state of Israel, which grants exclusive rights to Jewish people above others on a land that isn't actually theirs. And anti-Zionism is supporting liberation and justice for the Palestinian people. And this includes also their rights to their land and their homes. And the utter idea of Zionism postulates that Jewish people are in need of a supremacist nation, which, and only in the like, only in this nation, which is like supremacist, it's then like says they're safe, and that normalizes anti-Semitism in the world, right? It goes directly against Jewish values of cohabitation with non-Jewish people, and these are also part of a very ethical uh, substance of diasporic Jewishness. And if we then acknowledge that. Uh, yeah, if, if we then acknowledge this, we can understand that uh, the commitments of social equality and also social justice have been actually an integral part of Jewish secular, socialist and religious traditions. And here I would like to uh, quote the anti-Zionist philosopher Judith Butler, who says and writes that there are Jewish resources for the criticism of state violence, the colonial subjugation of populations, expulsion and dispossession, and, that and they show that a Jewish critique of Israeli state violence is at least possible, if not ethically obligatory. And here I would like to end on the note that together as Jews and as allies, we need to stand united in our pursuit of Palestinian liberation and in our commitment to justice and equality for all oppressed people in all freedom struggles of the world. Thank you so much. I got a bit goosebumps at some points. <laughs> and no, for real, I think to me, there's nothing more powerful to see like someone in certain positions to really try and completely deconstruct the way actually as you said very grave horribly cruel uh, acts of discrimination that we need to completely also fight against manages to again deconstruct this and generally see the intersectionality of all of this and the way there there will be no say feminist liberation without a free palestine or yeah jewish liberation without a free palestine and it is just incredible to witness it Thank you so much for saying that. I think like in general, it really, so Feminist of Mastery does regular um, content sessions in which we talk about different topics and educate ourselves in this like constant pursuit of like educating ourselves on different struggles of all people. And what we did is we talked a lot about like identity politics and why it's so important to go beyond identity politics. And that's just something I got from that. Amazing. Thank you so much also for having us to Student Radio Maastricht. Thank you so much for coming by. And that was really, yeah, quite a, quite a deep discussion in there. And thank you for clarifying some of those key uh, key terminologies and ideas. Yeah, thank you for the platform to do something yeah, like this. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Especially, thank you. Especially these days is very greatly appreciated with all the yeah. repression and yeah. lack of spaces where... Yeah. 100%. Yes, deplatforming is real. And by the way, talking about, talking about platforms, then also massive thanks to RTV Maastricht for letting us use your studio. And broadcasting our episodes before we go of course we will leave you with one last track from agent zero this one is called destruction wip and the reason we're playing these tracks today by agent zero and miyuki omura 
is because Miyuki Omura, like I said, is currently in Japan, but will be in Maastricht on the 1st of December at the Lanbo Belong, along, along with Agent Zero and Black T-shirt guy. I'm saying black within, within parenthesis because might be, might be this time T-shirt guy plays something really dark. But whatever the case, uh, please come by uh, to Overload events on 1st of December at the Lanbo Belong. And massive thanks once again to... Feminists of Maastricht, um, Poppy and Blue for coming by and elaborating (laughs) on this. Yeah, really sensitive topic, I think. Yeah, especially these days. Um, Stay tuned. This one is called Destruction by Agent Zero. Enjoy. Yeah.
Hello, you're listening, you are listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM 